breath of light coming through the fast-moving clouds, remnants of a storm that wrought havoc over the state. Schools closed in Merrimack. Too much power down. The Save the Children Action Network, a Washington, D.C.-based political action committee, is added again in local Manchester elections. Gerard at Large has received copies of several mailers backing candidates who've been deemed, quote, heroes, because of their votes to give a portable classroom at the city's most crowded school, Northwest Elementary, to an outside group for use as a preschool, complete with the smiling faces of happy children. One mail piece tells voters their endorsed candidate needs, uh, uh, for the sake of Manchester's children, needs their help to thank a great friend. Others proclaim that not all heroes wear capes, a bunch of cutely dressed kids dressed in capes and masks, The problem with all of this is the Save the Children Action Network is violating the law. A review of political action committee findings on the website of the Manchester City Clerk shows no filings for the PAC, which is required to file with the city if it's going to participate in the election. Two years ago, the Washington, D.C. PAC did not disclose uh, it uh, it spent almost $100,000 on races for aldermen and school board until after the election was over. Last year, this radio show provided evidence of illegal collusion between the PAC and gubern- the gubernatorial campaign of GOP candidate Jeannie Forrester. Save the Children had hired Forrester's campaign consultant, Michael Dennehy, uh, and his uh, partner, mayor, uh, Conquer, former Concord Mayor Jim Boulay. Dennehy released what he said was an internal campaign poll But the poll really came from Save the Children, at least according to filings with the state. And while we'll have to go back and take a leather look to double check, the return address they're using on their mail pieces in this city election is the same one they used in the state campaign on behalf of Forrester and uh, her Democratic counterpart in the primary, Colin Van Austern. News from Backyard continues after this. Hi, I'm Judy Lubier of Seniors Helping Seniors in Home Care. Join me for our Caring for Seniors segment on Wednesday mornings at 7.40. Learn what to look for and what you need to know only on Gerard at Large. In response to New Hampshire's deadly opioid crisis, Catholic Charities of New Hampshire and the Courier Museum of Art will co-host a special program to help families with loved ones who struggle with addiction. The Courier will open its building at 150 Ash Street for Catholic Charities' skilled addiction counselors to present families coping with the opioid crisis from 6.30 to 8 on Wednesday, November 8th. Prior to the event, the museum will open its galleries at 5.30 to provide visitors an opportunity to view its collections. The public is welcome to attend this event, which is free. Catholic Charities New Hampshire is deeply grateful to The Courier uh, for hosting this program, said Catholic Charities President uh, Tom Blonsky. Catholic Charities is committed to addressing the opioid crisis by strengthening families. We hope to heal those wounded by the epidemic uh, wounded by this epidemic and move their lives forward. Okay, what's the next news story? <laughs> the Candia Police Department has released its activity report for October, and it begs a lot of questions given the crime wave that's crushed the tiny community. The department claims to have issued a mere 66 motor vehicle warnings and just two motor vehicle summonses. It also says it only arrested one person over the past 30 days a 31-year-old female who was, quote, taken into protective custody for alcoholism. 
We're seeking verification to see if the Candia PD maybe forgot to release the rest of the crime stats in this month's report. Meanwhile, the Candia Fire Explorers is seeking young adults aged 14 to 20 interested in becoming a firefighter or EMT. Apparently, they think they can capitalize on the latest crime report to argue that kids who want to become cops in town will die of boredom or eventually be prosecuted for participating in a massive cover-up of criminal activity designed to get better press. Anyway, if you know someone interested in the program, they're holding an open house at the Candia Fire Station on the evening of Wednesday, November 15th at 6.30. We have all the info you need to RSVP with this newsread at TorontoLarge.com. That's news from our own backyard, much of which is in the dark like us. Toronto Large Hour 2 is next.